It's Beat Dallas Week Part 1 in this 2016 Eagles season, and that makes for an extra special game on Sunday night at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Taking this game to added heights is the fact that the Cowboys are 5-1 and in first place in the NFC East, and the Eagles are 4-2 and in second place, so the stakes are high for the primetime contest. We'll talk about the matchups within the matchups here on the Eagles Live Podcast, Episode 42. Hello, everyone. I'm Dave Spadaro, and we have a great podcast for you ahead. We've got exclusive one-on-one interviews with head coach Doug Peterson, offensive coordinator Frank Reich, and linebackers coach Ken Flagel. Safety Rodney McLeod, having a Pro Bowl caliber season, talks about the Eagles defense and the relationship he has with Malcolm Jenkins to form perhaps the best safety tandem in the entire NFL. ESPN Sal Palantonio talks about the significance of Sunday night's game, and Merrill Reese is here with his Merrill Minute. First, though, we want to get into the spirit of the Eagles-Cowboys rivalry and hear from a few former Eagles about what it means to play Dallas. I'm Brian Westbrook. When you talk about the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys rivalry, we hate them. They hate us. I think a lot of teams, a lot of cities around the league hate the Cowboys, but I think here in Philadelphia, we have a a little bit more hate. We hated Michael Irvin. We hated Troy Aikman. We hated Emmitt Smith. We hate Dak Prescott. We hate Zeke Elliott. Those guys we hate. We don't even know those guys yet. We haven't even faced those guys yet, but we hate them already. There's a passion. There's a burning fire inside of us that says we need to go down there and get a win. That's what Dallas Week is all about. Hi, I'm Harold Carmichael. I played against the Cowboys for 13 years. I was an employee of the Eagles for another 17 years against these guys. We played these guys, couldn't stand these guys, and I know the fans of Philadelphia feels like me. We hate the Cowboys. Hi, this is Mike Quick. I think the reason why the Eagles-Cowboys rivalry is so big, it's through ages and through generations that the Eagles hate the Cowboys. You can't go to Dallas and take a loss, and no way the Cowboys can come into our house and get a win in our house. Okay, now it's time to talk football. Peterson knows the impact of Dallas Week as he discusses that and more in his exclusive one-on-one for the Eagles Live podcast. Doug, it's Dallas Week, and you look at that football team, they're 5-1, and one, they've won five straight games. What has made them so successful? Well, number one, offensively, they're playing extremely well, and Dak is managing that offense well. He's not turning the football over, and they're just making plays. They're very opportunistic when given the chance and what you're seeing on film with this group. And defensively, they're bend but don't break, and they're playing solid there. And, you know, the ball's bouncing their way right now. Your defense has heard all week about their offensive line being so good, their offense being so powerful, leading the league on the ground. What kind of challenge is that for them? Well, knowing what they're going into obviously helps. And, you know, it's going to take a good week of preparation. This is a good offensive line. They're playing extremely well. they got a great runner, obviously, and Zeke, and and he's doing some great things there. And again, like I mentioned, Dak is is taking care of the football. But we just got to come to work and, you know, we got to get after these guys like I know we can and just see what happens, get ourselves in a position to win the game in the fourth quarter. I know you spent time looking at Dak prior to the draft and scouting him. What did you see in him? What you're seeing on film. Athletic, nice arm. Didn't know it would be obviously quite as effective as he's been, but at the same time, uh, when we had him even here uh, this spring, really liked the kid. You know, he's very mature, sharp kid, smart, understands football, just knew he was going to have a future, and, and uh, obviously for them, it was sooner than later. Carson Wentz through six games, Doug. How do you like his progress? I like where he's at. I like where he's at. we got to continue to keep him coming, obviously, and you know he's still working through some things uh, situationally out on the field, and you know he's had a couple of bad negative plays these last couple 
weeks. We got to try to eliminate some of those and get him back to, you know, being extremely efficient. But, you know, as the season wears on too, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a grind. It's a grind for any player, but especially a rookie quarterback, and he's handled it extremely well so far. How do you know that he's not hit a wall or mentally fatigued? You keep monitoring that kind of stuff? You have to. You have to monitor that. You know, he's the type of player that won't allow that to happen. And at the same time, we got to be very aware of, and I got to be very aware of how we practice, how we meet. Are we putting too much or too little in the game plans? And then keep these guys coming. It is a grind. It is a marathon season. And so far, he's handled it extremely well. What do you expect the emotional level of your football team to be like on, on Sunday night? Well, again, you're on Sunday night football for the world to see. And the, the guys will be juiced up. I mean, it'll be electric down there. It always is. Always some great matchups, you know, with the Cowboys and the Eagles. And look forward to another opportunity. But yeah, it'll be an electric atmosphere. Thanks, Coach. Good luck. Thank you, Dave. The Eagles offense continues to make progress with rookie quarterback Carson Wentz and another rookie, Halapolavati Vitae, starting at right tackle. Coordinator Frank Reich has his finger on the pulse of the offense, the topic of our one-on-one conversation. Frank Reich, let's talk about the offense here through six games. A lot of progress made. That's what everybody seems to think. Come off a game against the Vikings, the number one defense in the NFL, really held drone after a tough start. Yeah, there were a lot of positives. I'd say the biggest positives were the protection. Going up against a team that has a great front, you have no sacks, so you got to give a lot of credit to the offensive line, tight ends, backs for doing a good job. And Carson did a good job as well. Getting the ball out quick, coach called a good game, so that was a positive. How do you feel about the offense through six games? We're growing, you know, and there's a few growing pains here and there. But that's what you love about this league. Every week is a new set of challenges, a new set of matchups. You got to have short-term memory, both good and bad, because we've done a lot of good things as well. But you got to you got to find ways to continue to make progress. That's really what we're trying to do. You know, I just think right now we're establishing that we can run the ball. We just got to find ways to continue to do that. You know, be effective in the pass game. I think the big thing though is we got to get better situationally. When you say situationally, you mean you've been in too many third and long situations? Yeah, just better on third down, a little bit better in the red zone, you know, converting two-minute situation. Those things catch up to you if you're not efficient in that area. So I think that's an area of emphasis. Are those areas that are correctable, Frank, that are simply execution at this point? When you look back on them, like I know I've gone back a couple times, pull out all of our third downs, look, and you have a drop here or a drop there, or you have a penalty here or a penalty there, and you say, boy, if we would have got that, it's hard to play that game. Bottom line is you just have to find ways to make plays. And I always felt like in this league that situational football really defines playmakers. You know, you got to work hard to get all your yards, but on third down and in the red zone and in two minute is where playmakers shine. You know, we just have to continue continue to find ways to get that done. I would imagine you're trying to get more chunk plays into this offense as well. How does that happen? It comes from good run game because you got play action. Play action is always a good way to get good chunk plays. You know, second way you get chunk plays is find matchups and get the ball in your playmaker's hands. And then every now and then you just take shots. Every now and then you just got to take shots. So, you know, I've always used the analogy, I've said it before about the boxer, just be efficient, be efficient, be efficient. Don't force the big plays. My experience is that, yes, you have to scheme for big plays. You have to just sometimes say, I'm taking a shot but more often than not the big plays come off of you know being efficient and effective and then guys making big plays themselves and making a guy miss a tackle um it's like playing a tennis match and sometimes the other guy just has unforced errors sometimes you just play good football let them get the unforced error and that creates big plays as well you had two drives on Sunday last week against the Vikings, the number one defense in the NFL. End of the first half, you get in position, you put three points on the board, and then you go 82 yards in the third quarter, the first points the Vikings had allowed all season in the third quarter. You see those as kind of growing drives that you build on for this offense? 
Yeah, those are definitely bright spots. You know, I mean, as coaches, you tend to sometimes dwell on the negative and find ways to improve, but those are definitely bright spots. I think a few times this year, we've been good at the end of the half, getting points and then coming out at the beginning of the third quarter. I don't know our exact numbers on that, but doing it against that team and against that defense was good. You know, as well as our defense was playing in special teams, I think that gives them a shot in the arm too, especially coming out after the half. You know, defense had totally bailed us out there in the first half. And for us to come out and get that drive to start the second half, to let them really play with the lead and that's fun to watch them in that scenario. What is Dallas like on defense? You know, they're good. I mean, uh, they play very hard. That jumps off the tape. I mean, not every team plays hard, but this team plays motivated um, up front. They all have, as they say, high motors. There's no guys taking plays off. You know, every now and then you watch around the league, you can see a guy, once he's blocked, he take this front seven, they play hard. They'll mix up their coverages, but a good defense. How important will it be, Frank, for you to establish the line of scrimmage and ball control and keep the Dallas offense off the field? Yeah, you know, I think that's very key. Again, we got to go back to, you know, having those long drives, time of possession. When we were having so much success early in the season, you know, having some long drives, running the football well, have a good controlled passing game, and then make our big plays, you know, make our big plays along the way. That would definitely help out. And I think that's how we're made. I think we can run the ball like that. I think we have a good controlled pass, short to intermediate pass game. And then I think you know, we have guys to make big plays. So we just have to be more efficient, execute a little bit better, obviously, than we have in the last two weeks. So that's what we're going to do. Frank, thanks so much. Okay, Dave. On the other side of the football, the Eagles dominated Minnesota last week, and they'll have a huge challenge on Sunday against a Dallas team that leads the NFL in running the football and in time of possession. A big, talented, and experienced offensive line has fueled the Cowboys' offense, which also has a big three in rookie quarterback Dak Prescott, rookie running back Ezekiel Elliott and all pro wide receiver Des Bryant, who is back in the lineup after missing three games. Linebackers coach Ken Flagel knows that his linebackers have a very tough task this week. Ken, the linebacker crew looked like it had a really strong game on Sunday against Minnesota. What were your thoughts? I was happy about how we played really as a defense, and I was proud of the fact, Dave, really that we bounced back from the performance from the week before. You know, we just keep looking back, and I know it's hard to do sometimes, but it was a reminder that I think we're a better defense than we showed a week ago, and I was happy to see that we responded, particularly at home in front of our home crowd, to come back and play a much better defensive effort against the Minnesota Vikings. Dallas on Sunday night, they run the football so well. What is the key for linebackers against the run? Is there a a couple of tenants that you preach on a daily basis? Well, it's the same ones that we preached against the Minnesota Vikings and we've been preaching since we've been here. We have to play downhill in the run game and we have to be accurate with our run fits. That's the key. And and if we don't play downhill and if we're not in the right gaps at the right time, then we get exposed. As you guys know, the National Football League, there's so much talent. Running backs find places where there's creases and that usually means that somebody's not where they're supposed to be. So we have to play downhill, we have to play physical, and we have to be accurate with our run fits, and that usually leads to a good run defense. I would imagine all week uh, the Eagles players hearing how great the Cowboys' offensive line is, how you know the numbers that they see from Elliott must present quite a challenge. I think everybody's probably been licking their chops a bit this week. Well, I hope they see the challenge. You know, there's a lot of reasons to play well. Number one, it's on the road against a division opponent, and you always like to handle your division. But certainly the challenge of being able to defend one of the top running teams in the National Football League just from our run defense standpoint is going to be critical. Thanks, Ken. Thank you. Sticking with the defensive theme, McLeod understands that the Eagles defense, as good as it was a week ago in that win over the Vikings, has to be nearly perfect against the stacked 
Dallas offense. Rodney, let's talk about the success of the defense on Sunday against Minnesota. What works so well? You know, I think it's just relentless effort. You know, when we face with adversity, overcoming, you know, we get a turnover, then, you know, our offense turns the ball over. And it was in the red zone area, I think, two-yard line. And to just hold them and actually get a turnover just kind of set the tempo of that game and showed that we were here, you know, to get the job done. So it was a great effort. It took everybody to get that win. And, um, you know, I'm happy we came out victorious. Is that the kind of effort this defense is capable of having each week? Yeah, the ability is there. The past few weeks we've been playing, not like ourselves. It was everything that we were doing. We weren't tackling well. We weren't setting edges. We weren't filling gaps. So this week we just kind of focused on that, focused on the fundamentals, and just said, man, look, don't make the game more than what it is. Go out there and have fun, man. And that's what you've seen. You've seen a bunch of guys, you know, having fun, celebrating with one another, just enjoying the moment. You have been around the football all season. It's working for you. You are a perfect fit in the system. Do you feel like you're playing your best football? I think I am overall getting the ball, obviously interceptions to tackling and um, just being in the right place. You know, got to credit coaching and playing alongside guys like Malcolm Jenkins, Leotis, Nolan Carroll. We all make each other better. And then we have a front line who's getting after how they are with the quarterback. It helps, makes our job a lot easier. The Dallas Cowboys are next. It's a pretty big deal around here to play the Cowboys. Yeah, man. You know, obviously that's America's team, but obviously it's a big rivalry game, but most importantly, it's a division opponent and it's the next one. It's going to be on a roll. You know, we just got to stay focused, prepare well, know there's going to be, you know, highs and lows. Like Coach Peterson said last week, just keep chopping away, man, and um, we'll come out with a win. How good are the Cowboys on offense? Uh, you know, they look very good on film. The offensive line is probably one of the best. You know, the game is going to be one up front in the trenches. You know, the two rookies, quarterback and running back, have been playing great, and then you add Des Bryant, supposed to be cracking the lineup. So we're going to have our hands full, but uh, we'll be prepared, and um, I look forward to going against some guys. How do you feel about the defense after six games? I think we played well for most of them, but these past two, like I said, were uncharacteristic of us. Still got a lot to prove, you know, if we want to be labeled as the best defense in the NFL. So another great challenge this week, uh, another good offense opponent, and, you know, on a big stage. Thanks, Rodney. All right, thanks for having me. And if you want more on the Dallas offense, Jenkins has the overview. It's a complete, well-oiled machine the Eagles are facing. I mean, well, it starts with the run. You know, they're running the ball better than anybody in the league right now. Got the leading rusher and uh, Ezekiel Elliott, and everything else is built off of that. You can't stop the run. Then they're in third and shorts all day, and they're converting. I know they're in the top five and on third down, I, I believe. And then they keep running it. And so eventually that turns into one of those games where defense is on the field for a long time. You get tired, and eventually those holes get bigger and bigger. So first things first, we got to stop the run. But, you know, they have weapons to complement their run with Jason Witten, Cole Beasley, Des Bryant coming back, and Dak Prescott's been playing really well, especially off the play-action pass. He's very, very accurate when he's able to, you know, fake the run, and he's got wide-open lanes behind to throw in. But all of that starts up front. Hi, I'm tight end Brent Selick, and you're listening to the Eagles Live Podcast with Dave Spadaro. Touchdown, Brent Selick! One of the obvious storylines for Sunday night is the meeting of the rookie quarterbacks, Dak Prescott for the Cowboys and Carson Wentz for the Eagles. It's the first time in 111 meetings between the clubs that two rookies will start at quarterback, and it sets up the enticing idea that Dallas and Philadelphia will be high-profile rivals with some hot-shot quarterbacks for many years to come. Wide receiver Jordan Matthews, in fact, knows the head-to-head talent could become legendary. 
Yeah, I think it's cool. You know, obviously Peyton and Brady, that's an extremely high honor to be mentioned with those guys. But I mean, obviously, I've spoke highly of Carson. I know that he can be named with those guys just with more years of playing. And I also have a high respect for Dak, too. One thing I knew about Dak was he was going to be able to transition to the league because he had played multiple years being the guy. You know, you have so many guys come from college, they have one good year and then they leave. So they don't actually know what it's like to have a full offseason where people prepare for you 24-7 and then you still come out there and put up numbers. So he has a good mindset. You're talking about a guy who is a poised quarterback. He knows what it means to be a leader and he knows what it means to be game plan for. And I feel like Carson's the same way. The thing I love about Carson, obviously, is he has that same ability, but he also has a chip on his shoulder. So you're talking about two guys that could potentially be like a Brady and, um, you know, Peyton Rivalry. The only difference is that you're going to get this two times a year and possibly playoffs. So like I said, it's a fun thing to be a part of, but I'm glad we got 11. Wentz versus Prescott, the Eagles at the Cowboys. It's a special, special game, and that is not lost on the voice of the Eagles. Merrill Reese, who is here with his Merrill Minute. The Eagles are in the Super Bowl. The Eagles are in the It's Groundhog Day. They do it again. They're going the end zone. I don't believe this it. This game could be in a museum. Can't wait for Sunday night in Dallas. This should really be a lot of fun. And of course, the big storyline is the two sensational rookie quarterbacks, Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott. You can look at them statistically and see where Dak Prescott right now is ahead. He's got a quarterback rating of over 107 and Wentz is somewhere around 93. But the fact of the matter is Prescott is playing behind one of the best offensive lines in the NFL and he has the leading rusher in Ezekiel Elliott. That makes a big difference. From a talent standpoint, I think Carson Wentz is still superior. It should be a great game. It's the Eagles' offense. I think they have an opportunity to move against a Cowboys defense that is not strong in the secondary. The big question is, can the Eagles' defense hold the Cowboys' offense? Because they have been almost unstoppable. Should be an exciting game, and a win ties the Eagles for first in the NFC East. So how do the Eagles win this football game against a team that at least one national analyst thinks is the very best in the NFC? Here is our press coverage with ESPN's Sal Palantonio. Sal Pal, we've got the Eagles and the Cowboys. I think from an Eagles fan standpoint, it gets no better than this. Dallas week is always great in Philadelphia, but when you have two young quarterbacks uh, leading their division and playing so well, combined 9-3 and three when no one anticipated it, I think uh, the excitement level is uh, off the charts. I want to see how both young quarterbacks respond. I think the whole country does. Is there debate that you've heard from Eagles fans or media talking about Dak and why the Eagles took Carson? Any conversation about that? I haven't really heard too much conversation of why one guy over the other. I think both of them have proven that they belong so far in the National Football Football League. You could argue that Dak Prescott has looked better doing some things, uh, especially on third down because he can run the ball. And he's also been in more manageable down and distance on third down because the team can run the ball because he has Ezekiel Elliott. That's an enormous chip to have in your back pocket is to have a rookie running back and an offensive line like they do. And Carson just doesn't have that. What did last week's win mean to the Eagles? Meant everything. Meant that putting them back on track physically and mentally made them believe in what they're doing from here on out. You stop a two-game slide. Listen, they should be 5-1. and one. Ryan Matthews doesn't turn the ball over the 5-1. and one. So I have great belief in the team. I have definitely great belief in the coaching staff. I think the quarterback's on the right track. People are saying he regressed against the Vikings. David, you know, he's had the job for less than two months. Are there going to be growing pains with the rookie quarterback? Let me answer that question. Yes, there are. And you heard Doug Peterson talk about that. that there's certain mechanical problems that they've got to clean up with him. But it's all good as far as I'm 
concerned. How good are the Dallas Cowboys? I think the Dallas Cowboys are the best team in the conference. I just said it. I think the Cowboys, from an overall standpoint, especially offensively, are the best team in the conference. They have the best offensive line. When Des Bryant is healthy, Cole Beasley, Des Bryant, and Jason Witten, and Ezekiel Elliott, and Dak Prescott is a pretty formidable group on offense because of their offensive line. Every team struggles against teams with good offensive lines. And the Eagles struggled against the Washington Redskins because they have a good line that's well coached. And they will struggle in this game against this offensive line. But not enough that they can't win the game. So how do they win the game? I think particularly they have to take some shots downfield. Carson Wentz was 0 for 7 on throws of 10 yards or more. They did not complete a ball of 10 yards or more in that game against the Vikings. That's the first time, according to our research, that's happened to any quarterback in the league in any game this year. So they need to stretch the field more. I think they can make money against the Dallas secondary. Their secondary doesn't really scare anybody. Their pass rush doesn't scare anybody. I think this, to me, I said to you last week, I thought it was a Jim Schwartz game. This is a Carson Wentz game to me. So do the Eagles come out trying to run the football to keep it away from Dallas, who leads the league in time of possession? I don't think so. I think they get an early lead. I think you try to attack, be aggressive uh, as much as possible. I know that the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles are near the bottom of the league and pass attempts per game and at the top and rush attempts per game. But I think in this game, they have to attack offensively. Last week, we saw Jim Schwartz increase his number of blitzes with great effectiveness. Is that the same approach on Sunday night? He must have been listening to the Dave Spadaro podcast. <laughs> we talked about it. I don't think so. <laughs> we talked about it last week. I mean, I think he had to. He had to get out of his shell. I was shocked that they didn't blitz Kirk Cousins. And, you know, they brought 13 blitzes from DBs against the Vikings. In the previous five games, they had 13 blitzes from DBs combined in the five games. So not only did he increase the frequency, but they were exotic. So he changed things up. This game, they'll have to do the same thing. The difference is Sam Bradford will stay in the pocket and take his hits, and Dak Prescott has escapability. So in a big picture here, the Eagles and the Cowboys, if these two quarterbacks are the real deal, I think the Cowboys feel that way about Prescott, and certainly the Eagles feel that way about Wentz. You're looking at a rivalry that already intense blossoms to maybe one of the best, the best in the National Football League. A 10-year rivalry. This is going to be fun stuff. It is, but you're getting way ahead of yourself. <laughs> to me, if they can split against Dallas and split against the Giants and split against Washington, the Eagles will win the division. I think they will. I think it's really important for them to show the Cowboys that they can hang with them in this game and try to steal a win so that when they come back here on January 1st and, you know, the Mummers Parade has already happened and people here will be absolutely out of their minds crazy and they're playing for the division title maybe, they'll show that they can hang with them. A lot of talk this week about Dak versus Carson. Does that get into Carson's head at all? I haven't seen any evidence of it whatsoever. I think he's never allowed the moment to become too big for him, and I don't think that'll be the case on Sunday night. I wonder what Doug said this week. I think he understands as a player, as a coach, his first win as a as a player here, Andy Reid's first win was Doug Peterson coaching, beating the Dallas Cowboys, that this is a special week in Philadelphia. Yeah, and you know, Chip Kelly underplayed that, downplayed that as much as he could, and it just sounded inauthentic when he did it and I think Doug Peterson talking about how special it is sounds real people here get it and the players should get it are we looking at a high scoring game on Sunday night uh, I don't think so I don't think so we're not the Eagles can't really survive a high scoring game but they must get the lead early Sal thank you okay David we close this packed Eagles live podcast with some X's and O's as we explore the inner workings of the game this is the scouting report with Fran Duffy thanks Dave 
On Sunday night when the Eagles take on the Cowboys, a lot of people will be focused on the return of wide receiver Des Bryant, and rightfully so, obviously one of the most dynamic receivers in the entire National Football League. But as we've already talked about on this show, Dave, it really comes down to stopping the run. You have Ezekiel Elliott, the number one rushing attack in the National Football League, led by a really talented offensive line. But one thing to note when you talk about this rushing attack is that they do such a great job of setting up the pass game off of that ground attack. You know, you've got Dak Prescott, who is so good on the move, athletically, yes, but also from an accuracy standpoint, has been so good on the boot action plays, not just on the straight play action, but also when they fake the run left and he rolls right or vice versa. That's one of the things that has really impressed me most is his accuracy and ball placement on the move has made a number of really impressive stick throws. So what does that mean for the Eagles defense? Well, everybody from the defensive front all the way back to the secondary has got to be very disciplined on every single play. You have to know what your run responsibilities are and then really quickly key and diagnose. Is this a run or a pass play? And then if it's a pass play, get back to your landmarks. The defensive end on the backside, when they run one way, you cannot lose contain. You want to keep Dak Prescott inside the pocket. Don't let him break contain and get outside the numbers because he has been so lethal, not necessarily with his legs, but with his arm throwing on the run to the likes of Cole Beasley, Jason Witten, even Jeff Swain, the backup tight end, has had a number of receptions coming from the backside on those boot action plays. So it'll be really important for everybody from the front defensive line all the way back into the secondary to be very disciplined in their rush as well as when they go to defend the run up front. You cannot have a repeat performance from two weeks ago against the Washington Redskins. Very similar style up front in terms of their philosophy running the football and playing off of that. It'll be a really big test for this Eagles defense and defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz. That'll do it for this Eagles Live podcast, episode 42. I'm Dave Spadaro, thanking Brian Thomas for all of his work, thanking you for joining us on the podcast each and every week, and welcoming you to come to future podcasts. The Eagles and the Cowboys, it's a big one. The battle for first place in the NFC East on Sunday night. Complete coverage on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and the official team app. Make sure you tune in all day and all night on Sunday. The Eagles gunning for first place and their fourth consecutive win at AT AT&T stadium on sunday night go eagles beat the cowboys